I got to play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one that sold for 61 on April 27. Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto pick. Oh, oh there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. How do we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. Welcome or welcome back to the Football Card Quest. We're in the midst of peak preseason football, entering the final week of preseason. It's fantasy football draft season, and the hype for some of these players is getting crazy. Kenny Pickett is one of them. We're going to talk about some immediate buy, hold, sell analysis for football cards. We're going to pull up eBay Live a little bit later on in the in the uh, live stream. We're going to hop into an underdog fantasy best ball draft. They've got a new format. We're going to talk about some of their pickums. Uh, I've also got some buy, hold, sell questions for Steve. I've also got some injuries that we want to talk about. And we can't, uh, we can't have a stream because Steve and I haven't talked in a week without getting Steve's take on the whole Panini versus Fanatics thing. Steve... Welcome to uh, welcome to the card dog. How you feeling tonight, man? Feeling good, feeling good. Uh, as we talked earlier, if you guys are in the Midwest right now, you are feeling the heat, man. And uh, and we are feeling the heat for the beginning of football season. If you have your <laughs> home league drafts, they're probably either this weekend or next. Uh, I I try not to overcommit myself for uh, home leagues, but I think I'm doing like eight this year after I said I would do no more than four last year. So I'm sure you're in the same situation, Andy. Uh, but, but, but that is why we like best ball. And that's why we will be doing some best ball drafts tonight. Um, and you guys should consider jumping in with us as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, we're definitely looking for actually got to get the, got to get the brand fixed up here. Got to get the, the underdog fantasy up at the top there um we'll definitely be getting over into that here in a little bit and uh we'll we'll talk all about that we'll look at player values and all that kind of good stuff but uh right off the bat steve man so right off the bat kenny pickett in five drives that he's led this preseason he's had five touchdowns and right now over the past seven days kenny pickett has the most added cards rookie cards to the psa database this is from all his rookie sets this is just all 2022 kenny pickett cards added to the psa database in the past seven days he's at 1192 uh, almost 350 more than brock purdy over the last seven days you know for almost 450 more than desmond ritter over the past seven days and so I'm going to talk about what some of these other columns mean here in this app. But just looking at the recently sold data, like you had this Obsidian Color Blast uh, pop off here earlier. How much do you think this thing went for, Steve? Say like 625. American. Six, 625. So uh, it, it gave me an, a, 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 pro, a Canadian. I have to, I guess I have to do that. Okay. 705.74 is the um, the approximate U.S. calculation. It's kind of a complicated one with the, the Canadian dollars, but it, 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 it did give us here. I don't know if this is an update to the eBay web app, 
But this looks kind of new, Steve. Usually I have to go over to 130 point to see the best offer accepted price. Did it give us the, the price right off the bat, it looked like? Well, so let's try another one. So here was a Kaboom that sold today. Horizontal Kenny Pickett. I love the Kaboom. Between the Color Blast and the Kaboom, Steve, which one would you rather have? Same price. I honestly like the Color Blast, to be honest. Rip. I, I get it, but I'm going to go with Kaboom here. It's something about the Kaboom that's always uh, sucked me in, man. This is one of my one of my grail cards that I'm chasing. Oh, so this one doesn't show me for whatever reason. So I guess. I wonder if the, that, that is strange. the exchange of the dollar rate caused it to show, perhaps. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I'm 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 tempted to uh, to go pull up 130 point and pull it up, um, well, and maybe we will hear it in the, in the last one. What, what's your guess on this one? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go pull it up now. So it was listed for 950. I can't see it going for too much less, especially whenever I see the Obsidian Color Blast going for 705. So I'm gonna guess Steve 850. Okay. See what the verse is. Yeah, so while I'm pulling this up on 130 points, Steve, what I want to ask you is uh Kenny Pickett, buy, hold, or sell for you right now. I think it's a sell. I think it's a sell. You gotta you have to remember a few things. It's it's the preseason. Now I will say he's shown much more already than he did all of last year so you got to be excited about that but again it is the preseason you have to question whether or not people that he's playing against are going full steam or not and again these these nothing that he's done actually counts for anything so uh 800 wow man i think the other the other half of uh my advice is when you see a player like kenny pickett who really had not a lot of hype with his play last year. Again, even if he's improved, you know, when you start getting into the price territories of some of the elite QBs, that's your moment to sell and pivot over and reinvest it potentially into some of the guys like Burrow, Herbert, you know, Herbert maybe even more so than Burrow because you could still buy him at a value because of the down year. Yeah, or even uh, Jalen Hurts, right? Uh, whenever I look, still look between Burrow, Herbert, and Jalen Hurts, Hurts is still the cheaper guy out of those three. And now you throw Jordan Love and, and two into the mix. And I want to talk about a couple polarizing, super polarizing week one matchups before we leave uh, this stream tonight. I want to talk about that because final week of preseason and we're only, you know, uh, now just uh, two weeks out, two weeks out from the Lions at the Chiefs opening night game. And I feel like we really need to start turning our attention towards that. Like if you're trying to, unless you're like buying to flip on ComC, if you're buying cards to flip this weekend of, of a preseason hero kind of thing, that's going to be really tough to do with the time frame, unless you're doing it on like COMC, but there's not a lot of those rookie and obscure players on there. So I feel like we really got to turn our attention to the uh, week one now. Andy, look, and at, look that. at this. Look Steve. at that one month jump on that price. 
Yeah, the Obsidian Color Blast for Kenny Pickett, July 25th, $450. And now, August 24th, 825 CAD, so that's Canadian dollars. So when we go back, and, and maybe uh, that must be what it is, Steve, while they're giving us the calculation. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so it is, it is so, actually giving us the, the real sale price. Thing. Yeah, not is the best not? offer accepted. Yeah. So so yeah, so the so the um the real sale price was 956 Canadian, approximately 705 US, and that was marked down from say 705 US. It was 825 Canadian. So if you did uh CAD to USD and and put in 805 Canadian dollars it's 592 US dollars. So that's what it actually sold for, 592 US dollars. Yeah, that's that's well, okay, so it was it was only a $50 jump, but I don't know, man. Solid basically that guy on July 25th sold himself short. <laughs> Yeah, but if no, you rip that from a pack, you know you rip that from a pack of obsidian. You probably have a lot of profit in it, and and uh, you're you're okay with with taking the deal, moving it, putting some nice little cash back in your pocket, right? Wow, look at that! This guy got his graded, and look at the price difference. Yeah, I noticed that on the Kaboom too, Steve. So the BGS 9.5 here, which a lot of people compare to a PSA 10, this thing went for $1,000 in an auction June 21st. And I, I know, look at this, Steve. The Kaboom Kenny Pickett horizontal, that one we were looking at, in a PSA 9. And this is just earlier this month, August 8th. Uh, it sold fixed sales, so full price, $1,299 August 8th. Compared to a raw, two rolls actually, 800 and 800 here in the same month. And this one was just today, which 800 seems like a solid transaction. But but then you see the nine, it's like, wow, you know, a lot of cards, raw and nine are the same thing, but not in this case. So it looks like there's just not a lot of them graded for one. And I think if I can take a third viewpoint on this is, if we if we learned anything from the Trey Lance saga is some of these young guys get a little steam going and people just pile on the money. So if you're holding on picket, um, now is a good time to get get it going, get it rolling, get get some profit out of him. I'm sure at this point you probably have a lot of profit in him if you bought any time last year, and either roll it or. Uh, or hang on to it. But I think that there's a lot of good buying opportunities even now. Like you said, Hertz still priced well below some of the other top QBs. I mean, the guy was the points per game fantasy quarterback last year, the number one. Yeah, I love that stat, man. I love that stat. So uh if you're if you're just joining in, guys, we are correlating player performance in the NFL. Uh, fantasy football projections with what we're finding in the sports card market. We're looking at sold data. We're also looking to try and snipe some active listings tonight. And then we're going to hop into an underdog fantasy best ball draft. Talk about their pick some of their new best ball formats. If you're not familiar with what best ball is, just stick around. It's super fun and easy to play. Uh, we got Derek. Derek was first. Congrats, Derek. You're always on Lombardi time, man. James said uh, Richardson is looking pretty good tonight. So 
I did get to watch the both uh, both of the starters. So Atlanta Falcons did not start any of their starters. Um, and the and then the Colts and the Eagles, the Eagles rested their starters. The Colts did have Anthony Richardson out there for he might still be out there now. I mean, he was out there for a while. Um, he he missed, he overthrew. Well, Alec Pierce almost looked like he fell down. He got tangled up with a defender. They went for a deep bomb to Alec Pierce on the very first play. It was a deep crosser, uh, didn't connect. And then the next play was a pass uh, over the middle to, I think, Michael Pittman, which went over his head. Wasn't sure if that was a, a miscommunication. It, it was hard to tell, you know, from when you watch it on TV, if, it, if he airmailed him or if it was a miscommunication in the route or something. But it was third and 15 because the, the next play they had a, um, uh, a false start. So it was third and 15, Anthony Richardson easily runs for the first down. But it was a holding, so that comes back. Now it's third and 22. Uh, so it was kind of like a fizzled-out drive. And then uh, they did get a touchdown. Uh, they had a big play. He made a big uh, – the next series, Anthony Richardson had a big pass to Jeff Ogletree, their tight end. Uh, and this guy bulldozed another guy. It was like a, a 35 – I feel like it was like a 35, 40-yard pass play. Uh, and then from there, they were basically able to run it in. So Anthony Richardson, yeah, it looks solid. It wasn't like anything that, that made him jump off the page, but it wasn't anything to really hurt him. Uh, and I thought all in all, he looked okay. Michael Pittman did get hurt, and he limped off the field before I stopped watching. And uh, I know we want to talk about injuries. You've got some other guys, and uh, this one was brand new. He, he, he limped off the field, and he stumbled into the injury tent. I'm sure he probably didn't come back. Uh, so that one was an interesting there. And I just started thinking about the Colts offense as a whole, Steve. I think they're going to be okay, but I look at teams like the Jags. I think they're going to be really good. I look at the Titans in their division. I think they're going to be solid again. Uh, and then I look at the Texans and the Colts and I'm like, I think they're the Texans and the Colts are about the same to me, Steve. The thing that those teams both have in common is terrible offensive lines. So, just goes to show you, if you look at a lot of the top teams in the NFL last year, they have one thing in common, and that's a top O line, you know, from, uh, you know, the Eagles to the Lions to the 49ers. Uh, for the most part, all of these teams have very good or elite O lines, and the amount of time you have throwing the ball a lot of times dictates your success in the passing game. So I think that that uh, is something that maybe we see an improvement out of in the and the Bears this year, and uh, you know several other teams that have young QBs, maybe even the uh, Washington, whatever they're called this year's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right now it's the Commanders, and uh, we might actually we'll go ahead and bring in Sam Howell into this conversation, who hasn't done anything to hurt his stock. If anything, his stock has gone up throughout this preseason and uh, uh, training camp process. He's been officially named the starter for week one. They have a smash matchup against the Cardinals. We know that. So, uh, Steve, we were on this page earlier. I want to come back to it because uh, our man, Jaritos, the developer behind this app, reminder, if you guys want access to what you're seeing on the screen, you get that through our patreon.com slash football cards program and then you also get access to all the other uh, perks and benefits of our membership program just check it out it's in the description below or you can just go patreon.com football cards but what he's added steve is our hype index score 
you know, that I've had to manually put together the last couple of years, he has figured out a way to automate that with all the same, um, the same pieces of data that I like to put into it, like the team popularity, the team power ranking, the, the Hall of Fame marker of the player, the, um, the FOMO score of like how young they are with how much draft capital was invested in them. Uh, and then their athleticism score and then how well they produced on the field compared to what they were expected to do. So did they exceed expectations or did they fall short of what we thought they were going to do? Um, so all that stuff is baked into here. And so now I can actually come into this tab and just sort by year. So I've, I've typed in 2022 so I can see the number of, of cards that are being added to the graded database on a weekly basis. I can see the week over week buy it now, the week over week auction in reference to their graded cards. But now I can also see a price right here. And this is the this is the cheapest available rookie ticket auto uh, in a buy it now format on eBay. Uh, so you love to see this information right in front of you in the same wow. place in these columns. And then you have the hype score. So you got all that stuff baked in. And you can sort by any of these things. And this this last um, formula right here, I believe the way Jaritos explained it to me was hype divided by price. Um, and so I haven't fully understood the hype to price column, but I do understand straight hype. And I do understand the resale value of their cards and what this means whenever we're looking at the difference in the hype of these oh, guys. So... Yeah, it's the contenders. Yeah, so some things start to jump price. out at you, right? Yeah, it's the contenders price uh, compared to the hype score. So if you look at Drake London, for example, it's one to one, uh, which is ideal. Yep. Yeah, when you when you look at this, you know, who are the guys that jump out to you? We got Sam Howell here at a two hundred seventy five dollar rookie ticket auto, at roughly. The, he, I mean, he's definitely behind Kenny Pickett, and I think that's the it's got to be a little bit of a Steelers bonus there. Um, and then you have Brock Purdy. Obviously, you got a 49ers bonus. You've got what he did last towards the end of the last season bonus. Uh, but look how much more expensive. And I know he's got more cards because he was a, a super late. He was Mr. Relevant. And, and so he's got fewer cards. But still, because Panini now releases their major sets – post season and may and, and we're going to talk about this we got to talk about the elephant in the room with fanatics here before we get into a draft but you know it, all of this stuff is already time capsule the 2022 rookie cards are out and all the years prior to that so that doesn't really it's not going to change anything that's already happened and brock purdy's rookie ticket and, and look at the amount of cards that have been added to the psa database 848 that's not too far behind picket purdy's a tough one Purdy, uh, his values are so, I got to say it, overinflated right now that he would have to do a lot, in my opinion, to, to, to continue to go up in value. Now, yes, there are fewer cards, but again, he would have to do a lot to, to, to maintain that price. You know, Niners to the playoffs, Niners to the Super Bowl, whatever, plus him staying healthy, you know, coming off of that type of injury that is a high concern so it is his throwing arm so you do have to be conscious of that but yeah i mean you can see a lot of guys that have in my opinion lots of room to grow london i mean the numbers are all there i think the closer 
the, the closer the hype to price is to one, I feel like that's going to be a good indicator. And you look at that low number for Purdy, it's tiny. I just don't think that hype compared to the price is going to be favorable for him. So between Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter has actually got a little bit cheaper rookie ticket auto available on eBay right now. $220, also third-round draft pick compared to Sam Howell, a fifth-round draft pick. Sam Howell going for $275, cheapest available rookie ticket auto. Sam Howell, uh, three points higher on the hype index. Do, do Who do you think is the better investment right now between Ritter and Howell? Uh, I'm not super keen on either guys. I like Howell a bit better, but I think Ritter has the better opportunity to maybe win the division. So I think that he's got a leg up in, in that aspect. Plus, he, the team was so bad last year that he wouldn't really have to do that much to impress. But Howell I like because he's coming out of now a Eric Bieniemy system that is like hardcore and fast-paced and kind of fits his play style. So I think that he actually will impress more, but I think uh, Ritter has a better chance as far as winning a division, going to the playoffs. Goes. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. I agree with that because that NFC East is so tough. It's like, wow, man, you got the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles, all playoff teams now. And, and you know, it, and the Commanders look good, but it's like, Wow, man, this is going to be tough for, for them. Uh, they do have a, a great opening game there against the Cardinals. Now, I don't know if, you, if, you, if you've been following this Steelers backfield real quick. Before we, before we uh, move on to, to the, um, the two polarizing matchups and get into these injuries and uh, get into this, this card that I sold for a sick profit just yesterday, kind of bittersweet moment too, Um between Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, they both had some nice runs. They both had touchdown runs tonight, Steve. Uh, and Najee Harris looks mean. He's got a mean stiff arm. He he's a thick dude. I I I personally, I'll give you my take after asking. But Najee Harris has national treasures that sell for. You know, all right, we're looking at a booklet here out of ninety nine. It's got the rookie auto. Is best accepted from three hundred. You have an out of 22 rookie auto national treasures PSA nine that went for 305 just a week ago. And then you've got the, the Jalen Warren. Here's a field pass with a gold Sharpie for 99.99 OBO. You've got the Jalen Warren national treasures rookie auto out of 35 that sold just five days ago in auction for 52 one out of nine for 39. The guy ripped off some more crazy runs tonight after a 62-yard touchdown last week and showing incredible efficiency in the limited opportunities he had last year. He he started to Jalen Warren started tonight with Najee. Like Najee broke a, a decent run to get him in the red zone. And then it was like, here's Jalen Warren, uh, an eight, it was like an eight or eleven yard touchdown run where he did break like one or two tackles. So it it to me, it looks like Steve. There's going to be more of a um, a one A one B running back duo combination, and uh, I want to get your take on Najee Harris buy hold or sell, and then Jalen Warren buy hold or sell. I think it's another example of we talked about a little bit of this last week. Like it's a two running back ecosystem, and for a lot of players, that's something that 
really hurts both guys. But I think these guys are so different that it doesn't necessarily hurt either guy. It allows them both to be a little more productive because you have one guy that'll just wear the defense out and the other guy to come in and just torch them after a couple uh, couple carries. And obviously Najee's going to be the goal line guy. So they're both going to eat. Um, and potentially that allows them to be more productive on a per carry basis by having someone to spell them instead of just running each guy into the ground. I thought Najee was going to be the goal line guy too. And and I still agree. I agree with you. He's like the Zeke to Ramadre Stevenson. He's the Damien Harris to the James Cook. I do see that type of duo forming here with Najee and Jalen Warren. But it looks like, I don't know, man. I think that there is quite a a, a, a high ceiling for, for Jalen Warren. I think he could eat into more of the Najee workload than we kind of think right now. This could end up like a 50-50 where both guys are productive. And and I think Jalen Warren could be a massive winner from this just looking at his current prices. And it helps that brands like National Treasures was just released. I mean, just released. So it's being broken and ripped and making its way to the secondary marketplaces. Uh, and it seems like there's an abundance of supply right now when you look at it. But that's just because it's it's hitting auctions. It, look at these. Look at all these auctions. These are all auctions because they're all dealers that just need to move product, you know, once they rip it. So um, I, I look at all this, this Jalen Warren as a massive opportunity that a year from now, he's like a mainstay. He's a household name kind of thing, kind of like George Pickens, you know. Um, on limited opportunities, George Pickens hasn't been incredibly efficient. Steve, he made another big catch tonight, and it was like – he didn't have separation at all, <laughs> but here's a guy is winning 50, 50 balls. Like that guy can win 50, 50 balls, like nobody's business and puts up crazy highlights. So he's going to sell plus that Steelers brand, you know, that seems to be the, the report out on him is the separation is not very good, but even the contested catches seem to be his like 89% of the time. So that's, that's a pretty good uh, situation for him, especially in the red zone. I think the Jalen Warren thing, I think you're seeing a lot of good things, and I think that his long-term value will uh, maybe be even better than it is now. He's a guy I like in best ball for those long-run type situations that he can put out. But I think that he and Najee is similar to Zeke in 2019-2020, where, you know, it might be a few years till he gets the rock for himself, and you can see that with with, uh, the Cowboys as well. Yeah, yeah, especially whenever, um, you know, him and Tony Pollard had that kind of role. And, and look, they go Tony Pollard did last year, Steve. So I, I'm not saying yeah, different guys, but I, I think Tony Pollard is obviously way more explosive than Jalen Warren. So it's tough to say how many breakaway runs can Jalen Warren have, but he, he trotted in a 62 yard. And the other thing, Steve, you know, we're talking about preseason performances and, and Kenny Pickett dicing up these opposing defenses. Um, I'm, I'm reminded that these a lot of times aren't the starting defenses. Right. You know, this is this is not the starting Atlanta Falcons defense. So if he were throwing the ball, if A.J. Terrell were covering George Pickens instead of whoever it was and this, the Falcons starting D line was out there. What kind of what what kind of output would we be looking at? And I I think that's what we've ultimately got to answer. Like, yeah, this confidence is great, 
but I like taking profits and especially when you um, especially when you compare. So, Steve, speaking of profits, talked about Atlanta uh, resting starters tonight. I sold my uh, Bijan Robinson rookie premier hollow that that I picked up for fifty dollars in auction back in uh, end of July, like July twenty second. Yeah. Uh, sold it today for, or well, I was like, yeah, I guess it was this morning for one hundred and thirty-five. Whoa, wee! Yeah, it's bittersweet, buddy. You know, one of the hardest things to do is to move on from a card that you like yourself. <laughs> it's easy to get married to a card, but there's always going to be another card to buy. You know. So I bought the same card. You know, I was. I got I got to pat myself on the back. I feel really good because I was I've had multiple guys reach out to me in the Discord about their success that they've had this preseason with the Premier Hollows. Uh, so I was I, I was really happy that I was right about those and I, I was I got to them very early and so I was able to get a lot of other guys there. Um, so I but I also had a Zay Flowers and a Jordan Addison Steve. I bought the Zay Flowers for $27. Guess how much I sold that one for? That one sold after the Monday night game. 60. 100. What? I sold it for 100, bro. So, and I raised the prices. So, so this is a perfect segue into Fanatics versus Panini because when the news dropped, my initial reaction was like, holy crap, how is this going to affect the rest of 2023 releases? And, and um, I'm interested to get your take in this. So I, I went on to eBay and raised my prices on my 2023 rookie cards. And lo and behold, I still sell them. I sold the, I had this one listed at 150. The guy offered me 125. I'm like, I, I guess I would do 135. You know, I, I got it for 50. So, you know, sold it for 135 and then the uh, the Zay Flowers I sold for 100 and that was on Tuesday. And I was shocked, man, that I got that much for it after raising it up. Well, and, you know, your first take uh, on this whole thing when we talked the other night was the correct one. And, and we talked about this just in passing about a year ago when the whole Fanatics thing started. And that was that. I said, I bet they find a way to bully them out of the market and sell early. Think about how much money there is to be made annually on all these sets coming out. And what we had happen earlier this week was just that. And then just a day or two later, they basically ruled that Panini had to cease and desist, if you will, with selling and producing trading cards with NFL licenses on them, player licenses. And now it's kind of like in this holding pattern where they're in arbitration and da 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 da. But I mean, there's a legitimate chance that there might not be any more NFL releases by Panini this year. I can't say that for a fact, but there's at least a chance because that's what the ruling is at the moment, anyway. Yeah. That being said, uh, I don't, I, yeah, you say there's a chance. I'm, uh, I guess maybe it's a half glass full type of mindset. I don't know, but I, I just, my gut feeling is that th this is not going to impede their releases. This is not going to impede their, the, the rest of their schedule for the rest of the year. It just impacts those few guys that want to have exclusive deals with fanatics. I, it's just, I get it though. There's like, 
there's a lawsuit and then a counter lawsuit and then another lawsuit. It's like now, like, I don't even, I lost track of how many lawsuits they got going here, but it's like serious war, man. I mean, if the arbitrator enforces the, the ruling, the previous ruling, then I mean, it's legitimate that they could. And that's why you're seeing people pay these prices because this could end up being the only rated rookie. Just, just, that's just the reality of it. Now, is that the most likely yeah. scenario? I don't know. Maybe not, but but there is at least a chance that Donruss doesn't come out in October. There's at least a chance that Optic doesn't come out in the end of the year. So as of right now, you're going to see people that are going to probably already had an interest in that card anyway and are betting, hedging their bets that maybe there's no other rookies printed throughout the rest of the year. So Donruss Elite, which is, hey, you love pin pals. You love them, man, don't you? I do. And turn of the century autos, uh, and they're they're touted as one of the first releases with a, a large uh, checklist and variety of pro uniform cards is scheduled to be to be released in just one week's time next Thursday, or or maybe it's nine one, so that would be next Friday. Yeah, I think it's yeah, yeah, next Friday, uh, and that's when they typically do their releases. The first off the line boxes went to Dutch auction today on Panini America's website. Uh, and I believe they closed for, they were getting close at like, um, I think it was 280, but they ultimately closed at 325, I think was the cheapest that you could get them at. And of course, you're rolling the dice in those Dutch auctions, you know? So um, I was surprised though, because it's, you know, from what you said, I know there's a ton of different news and I see so much different stuff about it. And then I read like I read some articles in our uh, discord. One of them biz posted up that was from an antitrust lawyer who did research into the monopoly that fanatics is trying to build. And they went to a chronological series of events. And then I, I talked to uh, Paul from Sports Car Strategy and I'm looking at what all these um, what all these guys are putting out. And it just it, it it you're right. I mean, there is a uh, a ton of unknown. The potential is that it could affect things that aren't printed yet. Clearly, Panini is not going to stop. Like cease and desist or not, they're not going to stop because they still have a license with the NFL and they still have a business to run. Because if fanatics, if they really did like cease and desist them, they could sue for uh, destruction of their business. Like like their daily operations because they could say like, you just cost us millions of dollars in, in uh, printed product that we've already got ready to go. Uh, so that's why I think ultimately like, yeah, the, the, I think each side is talking a big game, but Panini's going to continue their daily operations prop. you know, who knows, but I would say for at least the, the rest of this year. And then, and then, you know, I don't know. It's wild, man, but I get it. But the boxes on Elite, I thought would go a lot higher, but they didn't. So uh, it's interesting. Well, the ones that you said were, what, 325? Was that first of the line or just the regular hobby boxes? That was first off the line. There's a couple extra cards that you could potentially pull, exclusive parallel. Yeah, it was first off the line that in, in the Dutch auction. I, I should have been in it. Like, I was supposed to snipe one. We're doing a break of Elite in two weeks' time when we get it. 
and I was supposed to snipe a first off the line box. I thought it. I thought the the Dutch auction was next week. I'd set the notifications for Panini. Um, I must have blanked out, brain farted, missed the memo, and I didn't even get into Dutch auction today because uh, I was just man. I was I was uh, busy and I missed it. And uh, so I'm gonna have to get a hobby box. Uh, hopefully, I can still get one for excuse me for normal price because. Um, I mean, that's a, I mean, like you said, time capsule, this could be big. I know there's not going to be any Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, or Will Levis, but I still, you know, Anthony Richardson's my favorite anyways. And then the skill position class is pretty deep and the, and the, the defensive class is pretty deep. So I'm excited about a lot of people in that. I don't know if you saw the break we did last week, Steve, we pulled a Dorian Thompson Robinson legacy futures RPA out of a hundred. I did. I know those are those are the hot card right now, man. I know those are the hot card. Yeah. So, okay, before we ho- one more thing before we hop into underdogfantasy.com. I want to talk about two polarizing matchups week 1 that if we get right, there's money to be made. And sports card, sports betting, fantasy football, there is money to be made. And these two matchups, Steve, Chargers versus Dolphins, Cowboys versus Giants. And the Cowboys versus Giants are Sunday night football. So let's start with the Chargers versus the Dolphins. And this game in Miami, Sunday at 1 p.m., buy, sell, or hold Justin Herbert? Uh, that is a buy or hold for me because – I do actually think that being in Miami, that I'll give Miami the edge slightly on that one, but he's going to make people realize that he's as good as he was, if not better than he was two years ago. And their new offensive system, I think, is just going to kind of do for them um, what basically what the Vikings coordinator did for them in that pass volume. Yeah, man. I feel like Justin Herbert is a guy that could potentially beat you this year. You know, playing with the cracked ribs and having the terrible A dot or average distance of target last year. You know, you get the Dallas Cowboys top three pace of play offense from last year. You get that offensive coordinator that's run that offense for years. You know, Mike McCarthy ain't running no offense. You know, Brian Schottenheimer's been there as a consultant, some kind of guru. Uh, that, that's, you know, so I am a little concerned about the Dallas offense, but I digress because Kellen Moore comes to the chargers and I feel like, uh, Justin Herbert could be supercharged. The guy that led the, like broke the, broke the record for rookie quarterback in passing touchdowns and stuff. So, um, I feel like Justin Herbert could get his career back on track. Looking at the prices right now, people are valuing him that way with apparently his cheapest, Rookie ticket auto available for sale on eBay right now at three thousand six hundred and fifty. Oh wow! So he's um, he has begun to swing yeah. back towards the top. It looks like. Yeah, so we'll we'll check and see if if people are that uh, bullish to actually buy as well. So this is where we're looking at uh, available with the with the hype, and so now we'll pop over here and I'll pull up Justin Herbert to see what his rookie ticket autos have sold for. These aren't very common anymore. They're pretty rare, in fact. Yeah, and if you look at these uh, these drafts as well, you know, he's going 
quite a bit later than Burrow, which is you can be using that to your favor because, uh, you know, realistically, towards the end of the year, they're going to have similar fantasy numbers. So I find these Probstein auctions typically go under what, like, especially what a DC Sports 87. You get yourself into DC Sports 87 on Monday night now, you're kind of like, you know, you're in prime time there. Um, so these Probstein auctions, though, they go under. Like, look at this, PSA 9, PSA 9, two PSA 9 Justin Herbert rookie ticket autos, one for 2000 one for 2181 that's pretty far under the 3,600 that the next person wants. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I don't know if that's just uh, – yeah, I don't, I'm not seeing anything near that number. It's on the – I mean, that championship one is out of 49, so that's not a, uh, a good marker there. No, no, but 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 it tells me that in auction because there's a lot of Probstein auctions. Some Probstein auctions I've seen where it's like, ah, man, that's clearly shill bid. Other ones, though, most of them I think I've seen they 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 tend to go lower. I don't know if it's customer service or uh, maybe there's there's a couple horror stories out there about them or what it is, <laughs> but um, or if it's the the potential shill bidding and ghost account stories. I don't I don't know what it is. Well, there's definitely those factors. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a rep that uh, that account has that in many cases isn't good. You know, I've had one situation with them that I wasn't too fond of, but I mean, I hasn't I haven't necessarily stopped bidding entirely. I mean, if there's a card I want, especially if it's graded, I'm not not too worried about it. But okay, see that that seems like. To me, the boroughs seem like they're still going for more, and I think these numbers are showing that. Yeah, this wild card one is interesting. I like the pop that wild card gets, but I, I'm I want to ask you something. I'm curious if because this card says wild card and not rookie above right above ticket, do you think that has impacted the sold value of this? No, I mean it's a well. Here's the thing: it's a it's a short print variation, just like the playoff ticket, just like our uh, Super Bowl ticket. Like Super Bowl tickets, the one of one, right? So if it says Super Bowl ticket, would you fade it compared to the rookie ticket? You know what I mean? I think the people no, buying I guess these I are. I think the people buying these know, you know, what the little differences in the card are. But I get it. Like you want, ideally, want when it says rookie on it. I think as long as it has the rookie card logo you're probably probably in the good yeah it may have had something to do with uh the ending time uh 1600 pacific that that would be three so no uh, i mean i guess that would be 7 p.m eastern so i mean it's a little early from what i think is optimal you also have well oh maybe it was this and only 96.8 percent positive on this seller with not a whole lot of uh feedback and they're not a top rated seller they don't have the little uh star so what, what about yeah, maybe what, that had something to do with it what was the starting price i think that if you look at the number of bids i bet it was a high starting bid oh it yep. was starting See? price was 2500 so i mean you could tell that that was the starting price or near it because of the number of bids if it was not the case and it went for 2400 you'd, you'd have 20 bids 30 bids 40 bids plus see look at the one right under so that 
do you think that do you think that is a a a good indicator to prove to people that you should start your auction at 99 cent yeah yeah i mean a card a card that people are going to search for and want when we call the high liquidity uh cards for example like they're gonna get what they go for typically or more uh, because there will be people actively shopping for them, like the rookie ticket autos, like the serial numbered uh, rated rookies, like uh, color blasts, things like that. So, you know, if you're listing like a more obscure, you know, lesser desirable card, you may want to just stick to buy it now as only. But cards like this are always going to fetch whatever the market deems their value is. All right, so between the Chargers and the Dolphins in Miami week one, who do you got winning that game? It's in Miami. I know that that sideline plays a big role in Miami, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins week one. Dolphins win week one. Tua, in the same 2020 draft class conversation, has a – $480 rookie ticket auto available for sale right now. That's $600 lower or $700 lower than Jalen Hurts. And uh, I guess like close to 2K or 2.5K lower than Burrow and Herbert. I mean, that that should spell That's, upside for Tua, right? Tua is the kind of guy that when healthy could be a league MVP. And the Dolphins are the kind of team that could be a Super Bowl team. So when you look at his prices, people are just terrified of the concussions, which you can't blame them. But, Andy, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news. It does look like there's a high chance that Jonathan Taylor ends up getting traded to Miami. And I think on that move alone, you see a big jump in Tua cards. Yeah, I see he's been connected. I just I find it hard to believe that the Colts, with a rookie quarterback, cannot figure out a way to get Jonathan Taylor at least paid as an RB one. Like, get, give him Saquon Bar Barkley type money or something. Like, to meet the market equivalent of an RB one. Like, I don't know what it would it cost. Like, twelve million a year, twelve million this year. Do you think that would appease Jonathan Taylor? I think it probably would. I mean, he's in a contract year, so give him a one-year contract. Restructure it to one year. Say, dude, you prove yourself this year, and then we'll renegotiate in the summer. I, I see him because, I mean, look, they got a rookie quarterback. Now's their time to, to, to do this. If anybody's – I just – I feel like the Dolphins, yeah, I know they have interest. I just don't know how they're going to pull it off. or I can't imagine they have a whole lot of cap space left. I think money is one aspect, and I think that what Jim Irsay had to say about the running back market has <laughs> a bigger impact. Uh, and, and think about that being your head coach, probably not welcoming if you're the, you know, the star running back in your franchise and your, uh, you know, your coach, your ownership has negative things to say about running back salary demands. So. I think that that, well, that I think that big plays a big part in it. So plus, I mean, realistically, yeah, he's only twenty four, but wouldn't you want to play for the Dolphins instead and maybe win when go to the playoffs and win a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. 
So, I mean, two is a guy to buy into. I think that would give an immediate little bump like, oh, okay. You know, maybe they could, you know, it's just great, especially when you had Devin A-Chain, who people were excited about, and he got banged up. Now, I don't, it, From what I understand, Steve, it's nothing serious. Why, why don't you give us an update real quick on, on injuries? I know you had a few of them that you wanted to update me on, and maybe Devin A-Chain was one of them. I think, you know, he got injured the other day, but I think the bigger notation on that is is that he seemed to be coming in real late in the rotation, and maybe he moves up as the season goes on, maybe not at this point if they end up making that trade, but he was kind of coming in as like the fourth running back right now. So that's the bigger concern than the injury at this point. You know, maybe that changes as the season goes on. you got to wonder, is it a pass protection issue? That would be a big deal with Tua having all the concussions last year. Uh, but some of the more new, new news on injuries, I know you probably heard about Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, with the broken wrist. Uh, there's speculation he could be ready for week one, but some of the medical uh, you know, anal analysts on YouTube seem to think that that's way too optimistic. Terry McLaurin with a turf toe, they haven't quite divulged how serious that is. That could be the kind of degree one turf toe that's not as bad. Uh, you know, Tier two, which would be more of like a multi-week absence. So that's something to keep an eye on. Cooper Cup's practicing again. Looks like he's going to play week one. So a lot nice. of people a little scared about that for no reason. Uh, Judy, though. Judy tweaking his hamstring in practice. Several weeks, Andy. Several weeks he'll be out. A hammy, huh? A hammy. Mm, I hate those. You know, we often talk about throwing that injury prone term around loosely, but is Judy starting to look like that's a thing for him? Ah, yeah, and I hate it, man. You hate to see it. Um, but at and, and Judy is is, I mean, Russell Wilson needs all the help he can get. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and sink, sink my money into like Marvin Mims or maybe a big Javante Williams comeback there. I think that's where I'm going. Otherwise, I'm out. I actually just sold my Russell Wilson prism rookie. Uh, I broke even on it. Sold it for $50. I'm out. <laughs> You're going to potentially see a couple early season games from our guy, Marcus Callaway, Andy. Ooh, okay. That's an interesting one. Just throw it up to him. Let him go up for the 50-50. He is, he is Sean Payton's guy, man. If you remember, he had a pretty not prolific right. season. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Dude, great way to draw the connection there, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, you might and, have to go buy me like, a $5. Uh, actively now a uh, starter in three wide receiver sets. So, And you know it was great? Like he had the one card. He had rookie ticket autos. That was it. That were in Saints uniforms. I don't know if he's got a couple more out now, maybe, but there can't be more than a handful. And I was I remember we were able to buy this for like five, ten bucks. The in the preseason, they went up to a hundred because so few. Uh they don't release cards in, in like that anymore, you know, unfortunately. But um, you know, in terms of the schedule when they release them. But uh but man, Marquez Callaway, that's interesting there, Steve. Great uh, sleeper spotlight. Yeah, you want to talk about like a low leverage gamble? You could probably get one for a couple dollars, and if he has, you know, a big boom game or something, you could be looking at like Dearness Johnson type hype from a couple years ago. 
Very true. So, uh, and this one may be a little biased for you. Between Tua and Jordan Love, because I'm looking, they've got similar hype. Actually, Tua on paper has got more hype, but I could argue that Jordan Love right now, by playing in the preseason, has actually built himself up more hype. They have rookie ticket autos about the same price, right around $500. Which one would you rather have uh, through week one? And it, it, I know they're pl- the Packers are playing the Bears. This is a dumb question. I know you're going to pick, <laughs> but I figured I'd ask you anyways. Uh, are we talking about just for week one or, or, or just for the course of the year? What should I rather buy for the course of the year? Yeah, just for like the, the beginning of the season. The first, You could say first three games, you know, like look at that like beginning stretch yeah. there. I mean, I think that, well, two of being – like established oh we lost andy uh well i'll go ahead and answer that question andy until you get back here uh i would say i would say Tua. hey welcome back can you hear me yeah i'm here i'm here okay. sorry going steve i knew there was something uh wrong with my stream because i looked up and the clock it had us at um 29 minutes in and i knew something was good it was like frozen and i felt like we were behind so anyways go go ahead you were you were talking about uh tour jordan love and i didn't want to slow you down i had so to refresh. i think that i think even though two is more established i'm going to put them on an evil even playing field as far as how much hype they could generate from the first three games only because Tua has the injury question mark whereas jordan love has the inexperienced question mark but I know I'm going to be a little bit biased, like you said, but I do think that the Bears win week one. So I do think that that puts a small pumping of the brakes on Love, although his organization seems to think that he's like a future Hall of Famer already. But I got to say, I think if Tua plays well and just stays healthy for three games, you're going to see a massive spike because his cards have already hit those levels that Jordan Love hasn't been anywhere near. Uh, so I got the chat. I'm, I'm, I'm like catching up with the chat here. And um, Rick Dickow said, is he a band of has got a knee injury, Steve? Oh, well. Well, I guess uh, Dalvin Cook signing was probably a good thing. For All right, so reason, are there any more? The chat is not updating for me. Yeah, well, then you know you might be in the same purgatory I was stuck in. I, I'm I'm happy to be refreshed now, Steve. Our, our <laughs> um, so I got one more matchup, and then we're gonna hop into underdog fantasy. The other big polarizing matchup, like I said, Sunday night football, Cowboys versus Giants. And I think if you get this right from a card perspective, right? Um, like we just talked about with the Chargers and the Dolphins, the opportunities there. Sunday night football, Cowboys versus Giants. Who you got, Steve? Like, who do you think is going to win this game? We talked about this a while back, and I think a lot of people were shocked that I said Giants, and I still say Giants. Giants. All right. Well, they're playing in New York, so they get the home field advantage. Um, All right. So I, I would guess that means a buy for you on Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, you know, from, you know, a year ago or so, maybe even longer when we were saying now's the time to start looking at Daniel Jones cards, the prices have gotten 
pretty hefty. You know, they're not quite up there with the big heavy hitters in the QB market, but they're really expensive again. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't take a whole lot to get them to that next tier, except for the Giants to to win. And, and obviously to beat the uh, Cowboys would be a big step in the right direction. But we call it the day bowl effect, Andy, the day bowl effect. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying he is, you know, the next elite quarterback, but I'm not saying he's not either with the right coaching. This could have been the missing link for him. It could have been, man. He has looked really sharp in preseason. He has looked uh, great throughout camp. They add Darren Waller, you know. He drafted Jalen Hyatt. I, this guy, Jalen Hyatt, is is starting to look more and more like he was not a gimmick player in Tennessee. I mean, he looks pretty good. Like he looks like he could be the real deal uh, and actually carve out a nice career for himself in the NFL. So, and I, I see his prices going crazy. Like base score rookie autos, non-serial number for thirty dollars. The Daniel Jones price have been up, uh, but not to the point where I think they've gone crazy. Like I, I feel like. I'm with you. There's a lot more upward potential there when you compare him to Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think last year was just a sample. You know, he had his career best season statistically, and I think that's just a entry point for what you might see this year. You know, second year in the same system, improved skill position players around him. Uh, I mean, what's not to like? Yeah, and then you add on that Brian Dable effect, and you've got yourself a recipe for success. Cowboys fans aren't going to want to want to hear that, uh, especially when we haven't seen like their first string offense play a game. What Micah looks like now um, after getting banged up a little bit down the stretch last year, and then what this new Dallas Cowboys look offense. Obviously, Deuce Vaughn has busted on the scene in a big way. But I'm still concerned about just the overall offensive creativity and like the scheme uh, with Brian Schottenheimer there as the offensive coordinator. I don't trust Mike McCarthy at all. So uh, there's definitely concern for me there, whereas I feel like the Giants have a head full of steam. They've got this confidence. They're feeling good. And Brian Dable uh, is a very creative uh, play caller. And head coach, uh, he's inspirational, and I think the guys will, will um, you know, they'll rile around him, and and they'll probably get this done on Sunday night at home, week one. I think that's going to be big for uh, Danny Dimes' values, and yeah, whoever not, he brings along. I'm not saying it's going to be like a blowout or anything. In fact, I think I'm pretty high on Dallas this year, but I, I do think that a lot of people have just written off the Giants, but. You know, we see that year in, year, uh, year in and year out with guys that kind of get cast to the wayside and quickly surprise people when uh, they come to form. That's right, man. When they come to form, watch out. Andy, I got a question for you because I know you love this guy. And I know yeah. a lot of people like Trey Lance and there's a lot of news, a lot of memes going around, Trey Lance memes going around. So I got to ask. I know you're a big Sam Darnold fan like me. Just kidding. I know you're not. But <laughs> your opinion, because I have a number in my head, but more than one game or less than one game, how many games does Sam Darnold start this year? Well, I don't think he starts any unless Brock Purdy gets hurt. 
I'm a believer in Brock Purdy when he's healthy uh, in that that Kyle Shanahan offense. Um, I think it's just still way too good. And the defense, I I think ultimately the defense is still way too good. It's kind of like Ritter, the situation we expect for Ritter on paper, um, except you could argue that Brock Purdy's got an even better situation there. You know, it's like, how do you fail? You know, so if you do fail or if you even look bad at all, like Trey Lance, I get it. The sample size is so small. I get it. He hasn't done anything horrible, uh, but he's had some pretty bad moments in the limited NFL time that he's had. It's kind of similar to the um, the Justin Fields moments that he had, holding on to the ball too long, taking too long to make decisions, taking sacks, or just being way behind the line of scrimmage, and bad things happen. Um thinking you can always evade people with your legs and then you either get hurt or t- uh, turn over the ball and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm a Brock Purdy believer in San Francisco. I think the difference, though, is that the Niners are a winning team. They're a winning-ready team. Fields going to the Bears was like they were trash. You know, he kind of had the everything about the win was all on him, and not, that's not the case anymore. The defense is better. The line is better. You know, they have new young legs. They have DJ Moore. Uh, you know, they just signed Cole Komet on for a long-term deal. So, you know, the Niners are an established team that could go to a Super Bowl with the right quarterback. And if he couldn't get it done there, you have to really question, you know, what what's a good fit for him? What scheme, what organization is going to find a way to use him and make him a good quarterback? But with the Darnold thing, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm going to say two. And if there's an injury, I'll say more than two. Okay. All right. Two. Two. It's a fair enough number. So, Steve, underdogfantasy.com. How many drafts have you done so far this offseason? <laughs> let me <laughs> let me get you an exact number. It's uh, it's more than I thought it was when so. I looked last time. Uh, more than 50? Um, 119. 119, man. So we're about to make it 120. And uh, they've still got their Best Ball Mania open, which is a $25 tournament. And it is uh, $3 million to first place. Uh, This is a Best Ball. These are all Best Ball drafts. So basically, all the focus on the draft, you're drafting a big team. They're going to optimize the roster on a weekly basis, give you the, the, the most points you can possibly get for each position. There's no start sit, no waiver wire, no trades. It's awesome. That's how Steve can get away with doing 119 and still have any resemblance of a life or be able to ship out cards or even be able to snipe cards. Uh, you know, there's no way he's managing 119 rosters, but I bet you what. Watch Steve, who won our fantasy football championship in, in one of our quest leagues last year, took away the first place prize. Uh, part of that reason, t- t- twice, two? Bo- both of the quest leagues last year, yeah. Dear God, we, I'm, we're going to have to talk about that after the stream. <laughs> hey, that, that's how we because, became acquainted, Andy. That's that's how we became acquainted. I had reached out to you and talked about my fantasy football prowess, and I was intrigued by the correlation with trading cards, and that's how we, we became buddies. Yeah, man, man. No, you're good at it. You're good. And I think a lot of your strength is drafting. And I think 119 drafts throughout the offseason against other people with real skin in the game, real money trying to win these tournaments makes you that much sharper in building a roster against your friends and family when it comes to those seasonal leagues. And you're just 
you're just locked and loaded, baby. Like I've done only like 50 of these, but I've done a couple family and friends drafts in the past couple weeks. And I look at the roster I came away with and I'm just like, man, that is money. You know, I I am, I'm pumped. I want to build on that just a bit because, you you know, we talk about it. And if you watch any other channels that do a lot of basketball drafting, they say this will make you ready for your home league and yada, yada, yada. And a lot of people think that that's just hot air. But log on and do just a regular Yahoo draft, a public draft, and just get a taste of what that's like compared to drafting against these high rollers that do these basketball drafts. And you will see that after enough of these, you are just dialed in truly I did a couple of drafts on Yahoo and I was like, like you said, I walked away with like a team that's going to give people nightmares weekly. You know what I mean? It's just going to be so fun. And, uh, you know, over the next two weeks, like I said, I got eight home leagues that we're drafting in a few of them in person, which I'm excited about. Cause that's like nothing better than trash talk and face to face. But, uh, yeah, it is true. Do these, you can win some money and obviously be a lot more prepared for your home league drafts. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And they've got a variety of different tournaments. And with promo code Quest, you get a 100% instant deposit bonus. Uh, and then we're going to get into pickums as we get into the regular season. They got pickums out right now uh, for preseason, season long projections, all sports. You string two of these picks together, you can 3x your money, string three, 6x, four, 10x, five, 20x your money if you get those picks right. Just pick an over under on stats. Uh, it's available in most states because it's a fantasy football website. So um, I, I get access to it here in Florida, even though I have no access to any other sports books or online casinos. Uh, so it's fantastic, man. The new format, Steve, the eliminator here, the little eliminator, $6 tournament, 500K in prizes. I looked at the rules on this. You're basically in like a, um, you're in a, a 12 man league against uh, 77,000 um other 12 people leagues and then they take the the top 10 and then the second week they take the top eight out of all those 10 people leagues and then they take the top six and then they take the top five and four and all the way down to where by the end of the season you're in a um it's like a hundred uh week 17 is like 186 different people you're fighting against for the first place prize of a hundred grand interesting before we officially click so, the button, I do want to say yeah. regarding the pickums, Andy, you know, you only have maybe two more weeks till the season starts. Get involved with some of these lines that may move as the season gets closer. You can still do the preseason season long props, not just week one, but you can bet on players to rush for over or under 800 yards or over or under uh, 500 yards receiving on the year or six touchdowns or more or six touchdowns or less for the year. I think those are great, especially if there's a guy that you are high on who is now ascending or you think their offense has improved or whatever the case is. If you look at week one's uh, predictions for the Bears, Fields and DJ Moore numbers are hella low, man. I think those are both ones you could do the over on and feel good about it. I love the over on Fields and, and DJ Moore. It's all upside. So Derek's saying BBM4. We got late stick in the house. Bob, sorry, guys. Uh, the, the chat is not referring. I don't know if it's a StreamYard issue um, yeah. or what, but I literally have had to pull up my YouTube studio console on, on this side, like two screens on at once over here and then underdog over here to keep up with the chat here. 
and to to see where we're actually at in the stream. Andy, my my, my chat still shows eight fourteen, so an hour ago. Yeah, and and you're here, Steve. You're not living in the past. I I think you're here, man. So what do we do? Do we do a BBM four? I'm fine. I'm down. BBM four's twenty five dollar entry, three million dollar first place prize. Go big, go home. I love it because it's single quarterback. It's classic, uh, and and you obviously are going to have some really sharp money in this. So we get to see where fantasy experts, guys, are willing to put their money where their mouth is are valuing players and what they expect them to produce on the field. Sure. Oh, wait, we got to give Bush leaguers a minute. He's out there. He just popped in. He said, uh, let me load up some more money. All right, we're going to let Bush leaguers and anybody else out there that wants to, because the great thing is you can open a new account, put in promo code quest, put in 25 and get instantly like refresh and get another $25 in your account. You can do that all the way up to a hundred dollars. Uh, and, and it's not a slow drip. It's not like you've got to play this many contests to get your your bonus. No, it's instant. So I love the uh, the customer service, the 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 user interface, the the different variety of tournaments they have on here. They even have pickums for the hot dog eating championships and esports and other kind of crazy things. So promo code quest guys, if you're new to Underdog Fantasy, and you can draft against us here in just a minute when these guys are ready. I wish the chat. I wish I could see the chat. I love uh, interacting and answering questions and watching people bicker with one another. Well, refresh your screen. Uh, okay, and, and it may cut me out. For yeah, a it'll second. kick you out for just a second, but I'll pop you right back in. All right, let me see here. Five aces, eighty-eight. Yes, you can do this in California. 100%. I I am 100% positive. Oh, whoa, Justice Tyrone pulled the trigger on a Sam Darnold Prism one of one. Congrats, man. I'm afraid to ask how much you paid for that. Um Yes, you can do this five aces 88 uh, underdogfantasy.com or get the underdog fantasy app on any of your smart devices and put in promo code quest at sign up. We'll get you that 100% instant deposit. You can get in this draft against us. The great thing we can draft against each other and uh, have the fun of the draft and then play against each other until the playoffs when they consolidate into that tournament bracket. And you could still potentially walk away with $3 million at the end of the season. And it could be on a free ticket with that promo code if you're new to it. So if you're new, I mean, you're just massively incentivized to sign up and at least, you know, throw in $10, $20, $30. I mean, I did the 100 to go ahead and get the max bonus back. I know a lot of guys out there did. Um, and, and then play pickums throughout the season. Uh, you could do obviously you could do what that's four eight best ball mania fours you have eight bullets and potentially walk away with life-changing money it's pretty cool i even um even thundering sports cards out there who's fairly new to fantasy uh he was brand new to best ball last year he just drafted based off projections and just trying to fill his roster for each position and he ended up walking away with 250 dollars (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's it, and it, it um it was pretty good. I pretty much broke even, I think, because I did so many. And it, you're it's interesting because your takes and the values of players where you can get them will change from the beginning of the summer to the end to right when the season starts. What it happened to Steve? <laughs> we lost the oh Steve. I never saw you pop back in there, Steve. <laughs> I was I was in there for I was in there pretty much like right away. <laughs> I was just <laughs> say like, man, this is taking a long time for him to refresh. All right, is he good now? Yeah, no, I'm good. I, I see the chat as recent as 9.15, so I don't know if it's still acting up or not. But uh, Do you see Derek Richards saying you might have the worst internet ever? No. No, it's definitely not the internet. There's definitely something going on. No, it's something going on with StreamYard tonight. Uh, so we'll... I'll keep, I'll keep you abreast of any important uh, comments here, Steve, uh, from sure. my console, unless you pull, pull up the YouTube stream and put it on mute uh, on on your side. I guess you could do that too um, to see the uh, to to see the the chat here. But we're gonna go ahead and hop into a Best Ball Mania Four. We're gonna do it, man. It's it, you know it's only two weeks till season start. It's go big or go home. We're going thirty seconds per pick, so they go fast. They're a ton of fun. I'm ready to go. I even got my schedule over here pulled up. Um, I even put together tiers. My man J Kids out there. I did this last year. I'm a little late to the game this year uh, because I didn't. I, I I did not partner with um, Paul Hickey to put together a full draft kit this year, but I did update my tiers with my bye weeks with my uh my player tiers great passing and great rushing floor for q my qb 1a tier jalen hurts mahomes josh allen justin herbert there you have it guys i i know you wanted to see uh lamar jackson but he's in 1b and joe burrow's in 1b and 1b is elite passing with above average or elite rushing so it's not like you know 1b those are the guys most likely to pop into 1a Anyways, are you ready, Steve? Yeah, are we going to do uh, BBM4, the yes four, button baby. on uh, go? Hit the yes button yeah. on go. Yeah, so I'm looking at this over here. Uh, we are live. We're one. Yeah, we're literally like 10 seconds. Um, we're on a 10-second delay, Steve, with what I see on the YouTube console. So that... That's going to make things a little chat. No, it's not 10 seconds. It's an eight, nine, something. It's something like that. It's like eight or nine seconds. All right. So I'm going to do the count. I'm going to do the countdown. Uh, we're going to go ahead and hop into this underdog fantasy draft. So after you, yeah, after gonna, you say go, should I wait? A few seconds to click. No, I think that you and I are not a delay, right? Just the the stream. Yeah, I don't know. This is going to be tough. So I'm just going to count down from ten. Okay, I'm just going to count down from ten, so you guys have that uh, seven, eight second delay. This this should this should work out. All right. Yeah. We start at a time. Do you? Oh, should we do that, Steve? Like, yeah, right. We did that last week. Yeah, on the on your 
desktop, you'll use your uh, so your clock. Let me pull it up. That's right. Duh. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. You're the man. Thank you, Rick. So God, don't, don't God, go Rick's when Andy chat. says, yeah, use your own desktop clock. They're all synced up. All of our computers yeah. are synced up. Yeah. And it's going to happen in 12 seconds. We're going to 1022. Right? They're going to get this right at okay. 1022, guys. You ready? As soon as it moves over on your on your computer. Go. It happened. It did. Oh, that was quick. Man, one, only one spot open. I don't think the guys got in it. Do I need to go into uh get into another one? Nobody's in this with me. I'm, in, the, you, I'm in there with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that there may not have been enough time to uh the, the 12 seconds may not up. have been enough. You know what, Andy? That's all right. We'll uh We'll do ours. We're going to crush this. We're going to do ours and then potentially do another, uh, maybe with a more heads up on the I timeline. gave you a 12-second heads up, Derek. 12 seconds. <laughs> for for them, though, that's like a four-second heads up. <sighs> well... You guys will just oh have, man! So you guys will I have more time quick. to uh, to keep an eye on uh, on our draft and maybe I went too Andy quick. Where's the uh, where's the sound effect? Guy just I just got oh man the console's like dropping thumbs downs right now like crazy on the stream. We just. We just tanked, dude, in the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> Andy will make it up to you. Let's see, where are we picking anyway? Say what? Oh, Say Andy, we're 11 and 12, man. 11 and 12. Be a lot of sniping and reverse sniping going on. It's like some uh, some Inception type calculations you got to do to time this up with the stream. <laughs> we should just launch. We should just uh, do it from the Discord next time. In real time. All right. So back into the draft here. I'm pulling up the draft board. It's time to get focused here. It's time to think of best player available. Uh, not really too much worried about ADP value here this early, right, Steve? You're just really not trying to get cute. Yeah, it's hard to make a bad pick this early. You could go get a beer and come back and, and still be fine. <laughs> Yeah, and because but, this single but quarterback there are some lead, guys that you know if you got an inkling for or you know it's close to your heart, then uh, you know definitely worth grabbing them up. All right, so uh, sour cream went Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb. I'm on the clock at the one dot eleven. Two running backs went right before me, so I got a choice between the Sun God, CD Lamb, and Devontae Adams. I lean towards the Sun God in this situation. 
just because he's just not even human. I, I'm not, I know Devontae Adams is not, but Sun God, I think he's in a crazy a good situation this year. Well, then. Hitman is is double tapping here. CD Lamb. I definitely think I would have taken him on Raw if you didn't. Taking that early anchor. Yeah, I am going to go with... Man, why is a AJ Brown falling this much? What the heck? Getting A.J. Brown at the 14? I was going to get Devontae Adams, but I don't know how I pass up on A.J. Brown at the 14. That's cool. So I wonder if there's a little dip in the A.J. Brown card market right now just because of just lack of, of playing time in the preseason. Could be. I mean, that and you have the... You know, you've got a, a, a full healthy lineup and most of the hype right now is on Hertz in the backfield. So, you know, you, you even see dips on superstars for no reason just because of the offseason. Most of the hype's all on rookies and guys that are standing out in camp. Yeah, for, for real on those guys. Derek said, I have absolutely zero concept of a delay. You know what they say, Derek? You learn by failing. Uh, I absolutely failed on the delay tonight. I don't know why my little peanut brain could not uh, process how a delay works quickly enough. And <laughs> I thought I had given you guys enough time when the clock changed to get in the same league. But now I've learned. I've learned. I've learned a very important lesson. Gonna have to I shouldn't do it next time. If I do it again, then you really got to be worried about me. You got to study some Doc Brown uh, time studies from uh, 1988. This is this is when Derek brings up, well, uh, you had four auto picks last last <laughs> week, <Jar. laughs> You can use that's the, more than once. After the after you uh, reinvent the DeLorean, Andy, you can go back in time and not make those auto picks. Yeah, there you go. No, if I if I invented DeLorean, I'm going I'm going back to like 2017 or yeah, 20 the end of 2017 and Find buying every, every single Holmes Patrick there. Mahomes card <laughs> ever made. <laughs> or going back to when you could buy Jordan rookies for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And Brady, the rookie year and just buying all of the the playoff uh contenders playoff uh product from 2000 the trades you could make the trades you could make with the foresight of what was to come like why does everyone want this bum why is why is he trading us for this bum what do we got going on in the chat andy i got no concept i'm, I'm flying blind here uh it, it Rick is, uh, he's throwing out some lines from Back to the Future. Great, Scott. And then he's got uh, 88 gigawatts in the flux capacitor. And, and Derek's still, Derek is still salty about the, the delay thing. 
Can't blame him. Can't blame him. All right. All right. So we're we're coming around the turn here. We're about to be back on the clock, and uh, this is what I find fascinating, Steve, because you look at the the amount of wide receivers taken at this point in the draft compared to running backs, and we're already starting to get into that tier of wide receivers where they're not clear elite wide receivers. You know, and I get we're dropping down. We're still in a pretty elite tier running back, but the the ambiguity around running back roles and what they'll produce over the course of a season, I think, drops off pretty significantly. Um, once you get past certain guys, so it's like now, this is where you can you can almost say like for me, this is where a running back dead zone starts. Like once Jameer Gibbs and and now Jonathan Taylor slits the middle of third, but I feel like. I've almost got to keep going wide receivers now because we've already, you know, dropped down to like uh, a proven options kind of wide receiver and a high octane passing attack, you know, compared to the running back guys that are already dropping down to upside with questions kind of category. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, you know, for sure. And I don't think it's not that the running backs available aren't top tier it's that they maybe have a little more to prove to be in the top tier or they have some injury questions around them or you know whatever the case is whereas the guys at the top are seemingly unquestionable in their status you know and they're in good health and uh you know they're in a good offense and they catch and run and they meet all the criteria It's almost right. coming we back those... around. It almost seemed like it was never going to happen. Yeah, right. Uh, and now, now it's our it's our time to go. Okay, so Amari Cooper, Christian Watson, like look at that, and, and Ramondre well, Stevenson. So that's that's where we're at. Got Brees Hall, Najee Harris here at the turn. But uh, I look at Debo. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Debo at this juncture, and then pass the the dice to you well dj moore okay what was his adp 40 wow you got a pick but i'll pull it up had to do it buddy had to do it 40.5 adp slight reach and then you go ahead and insta stack him with justin fields nice has a 43.5 ADP. So not a big uh, reach there, which you pretty much left the door open for all these wide receivers. Terry McLaurin dealing with the turf toe. Keenan Allen. I guess Keenan Allen does go with... Uh... Yeah, I got Keenan Allen, even though um, he really struggled to stay healthy last year. I am concerned that he's just getting up there in age, but... If he's healthy, like I feel like, okay, that's a really safe 1,100 yard, half dozen to maybe 10 touchdowns if I get lucky upside, you know? You know, I don't know if you've read this, but uh, Kellen Moore is talking Keenan Allen up to the heavens this week. Oh, he's a great route runner, man. The guy can get separation in a and ton of 
different routes, savvy route tree, you know? He's, yeah, he's not just running them out of one location. He's playing them on the outside, too. Speaking of the uh, – Nice. Well, we can't we can't get into too much yet because we're still got a lot of teams to draft. So I don't want to I don't want to spill too many beans. But as as we cover a player that gets drafted, I'll say a little little something about some of these guys. Uh, looks like we've got a couple new people jumped in the chat here. Steve, I uh, see Bush Leaguers. Derek, okay, Derek is he said he's cool. He's just happy he's here with um with Bush Leaguers, aka Rake Daddy, <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> Still on it, still on it, baby. Still on it. It's the hey, that's just life. That's just you know reality for Derek. Uh, Bush Leaguers said, "Who saw Hawkinson being dumb, saying he wants to reset the market for tight end?" Bah ha 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 ha! What a clown! Uh, I didn't sure catch Hawkinson funny, saying that. No, I he supposedly he said he's doing like a. Uh, uh, not a sit out, but like a sit in kind of thing, you know, where he's going to play through it, but yeah. you know, he does expect to get paid. Can you blame the guy? I mean, just look at the numbers last year. He's well worth every dime and he, sh- he has the right to command that kind of money. Yeah, he is. He's a top three tight end at this point, man. Uh, I think he, he needs to string. I think if he puts up like, dude, put up, one more season here and uh then then demand your contract to you know the sit-in stuff man is crazy i think it's, well, it's kind of here's the thing look extreme. at some of the other guys that that did the same strategy this year like uh you know dobbins for example but dobbins is coming off of like multiple surgeries and he doesn't really have you know i hate to say it a leg to stand on as far as his contract negotiations whereas Hawkinson being ultra effective and in, in producing, he's got every right to ask for that kind of money. And he's there's guys that are getting paid way more than he is, and he's still on his rookie contract. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, Dan O'Brien. Dan O'Brien in the house. He said, what's going on? Things are heating up. Oh, they 100% are, Dan. 100% are. I've had a great uh, last two weeks of sales, and lo and behold, you know I've been listing consistently too. So that is fantastic. I got a big video coming out next week on all of that happenings. Uh, Ryan, we got Ryan from Rhinoverse. Ryan the Ripper. You know Ryan got uh, just picked up today, Steve, a 2023 box of Luminance. Luminance right. with that little gold year one logo and stuff uh some some nice rookie cards with different color inks on card rookie auto and different color inks determining the print run i know you i know you're a fan of those pen pals so um i think ryan and i are going to get together this weekend maybe saturday night and he's going to rip that box uh open live here on the channel so uh definitely want to make sure you guys are subscribed and stay tuned for that that'll be fun one thing that's cool about luminance is they have some really attractive inserts. I know a lot of people aren't huge fans of the base cards, and not that they're bad looking. I think it's just that you know, everyone's got their heart set on the prisms and the optics and all that. But uh, the luminance inserts are pretty impressive, honestly. 
They are, man. I think they have some beautiful cards in that set. So I'm really excited to see what uh, he he pulls out of there. Ryan, he's uh, he he loves ripping, and he's like our pack scout now. You know, uh, he goes on these, gets the, gets all the sealed product every week, and then what? Then I uh, hopefully not uh, this weekend. Ne- hopefully next weekend or the weekend after, we'll have our hobby box of Donruss Elite, and we'll be able to rip that. And we're almost back on the clock, Steve. Entering the end of round five. There goes TJ Hawkinson at pick 55, middle of the fifth round, right after Darren Waller. I remember earlier in the summer, it was always like Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson. And Andrews and Hawkinson were closer together. And Waller never went before those guys. He went more in the Kittle range. I think Waller, Waller has appreciated. Going, I think Waller was going in like the 80s before. I mean, that just goes to show you how much the preseason affects everyone's take on these things. Yeah, yeah, preseason has such a big impact and it's it's uh recency bias. All right. Um, I'm back on the clock. Man, my guy, Chris Godwin's still out there. And and Mike Evans. I love getting Kenneth Walker. I, I just, yeah, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let Kenneth Walker go through you because I don't think you're going to let him come back to me. <laughs> no, that was for sure who I was taking. He was also six picks past ADP. So fantastic ADP value there. The only reason why he's sliding, there's no hold out, hold in, nothing like that. I mean, it was just uh, health management. The guy, Kenneth Walker is a stud, dude. So uh, I'm excited to see him in his second year in Seattle. I think it's going to be great there. Oh, you picked another stud, though, from last year, his second year, Damian Pierce from the Texans. I like Damian Pierce. So big, you know, might have been one of the few guys early on uh, Damian Pierce, you know, and I know we talked about him during the draft and, you know, he wasn't used a whole lot in college, but what we did see out of him, we liked. And uh, I think that really reflected into, you know, how he was used in, uh, in his first season. Now I do think that he went from like being underused to being overused, but I think that they maybe find a little bit, more of a balance for him this year. That I think so be, too. He won't be relied on as like the only means of an offense either. They they do have, you know, presumably some improved quarterback play and uh, presumably an improved tight end and receiver. So hopefully yeah. that opens up the field for him a little bit because he is great in the receiving game and the run game. So I like him at a sixth round ADP. So we got some uh, some chat activity over here. Okay, we'll talk offline, Ryan, about possibly ripping the box tomorrow night. Um, Derek said Bush takes Kamara 15 spots ahead of ADP. Love it. Easy money. So Kamara only suspended three games. He'll be back week four. For sure. uh, I hear that Joe Mixon probably not suspended at all, but Kamara only out three games 
I'm, I'm, he hasn't gone yet in our draft. I don't know specifically where I... I mean, I'm fading him pretty good. I'm, I'm not drafting him ahead of ADP, especially not by that much. What about you, Steve? For Kamara? Yeah. Uh, 82. Eh, you know, I feel like that's fair. Like, you do lose quite a few points for three games, but not enough to make a guy undraftable. So I think 82 is a fair ADP. Unless, you know what? Unless you're looking at the running backs in proximity and you're out on those guys, then you're not really killing yourself reaching a little bit. I mean, if you reached for someone that was not good consensus, I could think that that would be something to scoff at. But, yeah, I, I'm not – I don't think that's terrible. Late Stick commented with not a whole lot of context, but I know he's in a draft with, I think, Bush and Derek. Maybe he's in there too. Or maybe he's in another draft with somebody with like uh, Thundering uh, Packers 100, I think his his name is. He said that was supposed to be James Cook, and then he did one of these, Steve. <laughs> was it? And then... Rick said Rick is bringing the political he's bringing political talk about Trump's mugshot and then Dan said 2 minutes to DJ Moore auction and it's over 100 bucks PSA 10 what's the card what's the card Dan we need to know what the specific card is man it went for 141 let us know what specific card that was late stick is um i think he's going to go like stress eat some ice cream or something. He's he's just talking about drafting James Conner, and uh, he's he, he's uh, he's not having a good draft over there. It always gets better, man. Stick it out. It always gets better. Unless you got James Conner <laughs> super late. I'm looking at him. Bless you, Steve. I'm looking at him in this draft. He uh, he hasn't been drafted yet. You know, we're in the James Cook range now in the seventh round. Miles Sanders, James Cook, we're in that type of range. So I put those guys in a upside if their role grows, but there's there's uh, there's a there's a potential committee and there's questions around the off. Not so much James Cook. I think James Cook is a great value at seventy four, especially in best ball, but more so Miles Sanders. I just got a text from Tom Andy. He's in the draft with uh, Leighton Bush. So it looks like the delay got everyone into the <laughs> the other draft. Oh wow! So they yeah, it's me. I'm the common denominator here, man. I'm just not a very good streamer. <laughs> You're gonna figure it out. It's gonna it's gonna be fine. <laughs> Win, Steve. I've been doing this for a few years now. Yeah, but you know, trying ten, to get ten years in into it draft is a whole nother task. Ten years from now, Derek is Derek is going to be busting my balls about auto picking and and not getting <laughs> and, and 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 I'm going to be like, you're going to be like, yeah, you, you'll get there, man. You're still working on it. Some nicknames just don't ever go away. That's just the reality of it. Yeah, auto pick Andy. I guess it could be worse. There's there's worse nicknames out there.
All right, look at this little run on running backs here. We're about to be on the clock, Steve. Uh, Sanders, uh, James Cook, Javante Williams, James Conner, David Montgomery, Cam Akers all went in this seventh round. Only two wide receivers, Quentin Johnson, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman slid literally, I think, almost two whole rounds because of the injury tonight. So you can see this is sharp money in the draft. That's two rounds. In, uh, well, no, two of the last three rounds were – the tight end that I was hoping came back to me didn't, so I have to pivot. Interesting, juicy running back range right here with Dalvin Cook. Got Trey. I know you want Traylon Burke, so I guess I could snipe him from you and and be like that. But I I do think this this pick makes a lot of sense right here having Dalvin. And maybe maybe at the end of the season, you know, maybe it's Breeze time, but. Uh, and I think Dalvin Cook is already rumored to be on the pup or, or not in contact uh, jersey, uh, still dealing with some lingering shoulder issues. So, you know, there's possibility that Dalvin Cook doesn't play the whole season. So I don't think you want to devalue Brees Hall that much, but I, I definitely think, like, Dalvin Cook's ADP should continue to rise. There just hasn't been, like, Really good news about him, you know. And he already took a jump when he signed with. You know the what? Jets. I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot on my own my own uh, pick there. Go Burks and Khalil Herbert, man. Yeah, he's good. Khalil Herbert is good. I think I'm gonna go. I don't have a Chief yet. You gotta love having Chiefs. They play the Chargers twice. Got Pacheco here. Also got Deshaun Watson in this range. Don't don't have a uh, stack partner with him. I think I'm gonna wait on um, quarterback a little bit. Get Pacheco, and that's uh, I think that's a pretty well-rounded running back core now with Kenneth Walker, J.K. Dobbins, Dalvin Cook, and Isaiah Pacheco. And I didn't have to sacrifice on wide receiver quality. I've got Amon Ross, St. Brown, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, and Keenan Allen. Wow. Yeah. Damn. You know? Four RBs. Four solid RBs in a row. I like that. That's got to be and four solid wide good. receivers. Like, I don't even know how I pulled this off, but I think it's just from um, doing so many of these drafts. That's that and, could be a pretty unique build, Andy, because I don't know if I've ever seen four receivers followed by four running backs. Yeah, you know, I just felt like it uh, it made sense where I was taking those players because you know, and building these tiers really helps me because I look at in terms of like wide receivers and running backs. So they take running backs, like I look at you know the explosive young studs in tier one A, like Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, and then tier one B is the PPR studs. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler. I put Nick Chubb in this category. He's not a PPR stud, even though maybe he gets more receptions this year. Um, he's just a a stud overall, you know. He's just a high upside stud. You can see he's moved all the way up now. Where did he move? He moved to the end of the first round. Nick Chubb is now a first-round running back this year, people. Yes, he should be. And then tier 1C is upside with questions like Derrick Henry. Is his age finally catching up? Tony Pollard. 
that's my guy. But I do have questions around the Dallas Cowboys offense, like I mentioned with Brian Schottenheimer. Uh, and and now you have an emergence of, of Deuce Vaughn. They haven't brought anybody else in yet, but what if they sign a Leonard Fournette? There's questions there. And then uh, the other 1C upside with questions, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor now holding out again, wanting this trade. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, 1D, Steve, I call big volume. That's Najee Harris. Well, and and he may be downgraded to a uh, a more of a committee back with with the emergence of Jalen Warren. The other big volume, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has massive upside. He's finally um, returned to practice. I heard Steve this week. He is back with the team. Uh, he's resolved his his conflicts with the team and decided to to return. I think it was the money situation that it was costing him. And he wasn't going to – like, I think if they hold out, they continue to hold out into the season, isn't something like 500 k a game? Like something crazy? Once the season starts, yeah. Yeah. So my other big volume guy in 1D is Joe Mixon. Doesn't look like he's going to be suspended at all. Joe Mixon is a guy that's going at um, pretty good value when you look at the volume he could potentially get. And then Kenneth Walker is a guy I love with big volume. And you can get him at the end of the fifth. So that's why I ultimately pretty much fade. Like Kenneth Walker's in a uh, a cutoff for me. Him and J.K. Dobbins. And I, I guess you could kind of throw. Well, I, I did have ETN in that tier. But I moved him down because I feel like he's got efficiency with upside if his role continues to grow. But now you draft Tank Bigsby and Dearness Johnson, a guy we both like, has looked incredible this preseason in terms of breaking tackles and just being hard to bring down, breakaway runs. The guy, that guy is something else, man. Oh, somehow the chat is working again. And I'm in Sweet. on all the smack talk I'm seeing here. Awesome. We love smack talk. It's all in good fun. I see someone man. said JT to the Cowboys. You know, I honestly thought that was a possibility when I first heard that. I mean, it's it would make them very similar to the to the dynamic they had with Zeke. Obviously, that would hurt that would hurt uh, you know their prospects for the the run game there with uh, what's his face Pollard. But as a team, that would make them better. Obviously. All right, let's see. I'm going to continue. Hmm. I don't like. I will go. Actually, I do. I, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and get a tight end. Love Pat Fryermuth with the with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he's got potential to crack into that, you know, top five tight end. I know he was there last year at the bottom end of like a tight end one, you know, a top 10, top 12. But um, I think he's got real potential with the chemistry with, uh, with Kenny Pickett. I think they're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit. And I like, I like, I like the mooth. I like it, man. That's, that's the, that's the tight end I was taking. So solid choice. I like, I like Njoku too, man. Not going to lie. And this range is I'm like, between you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, 
I don't Which think is not he's, a bad pick, honestly. You know, I don't think he's bad, but I do think that with the addition of a quality wide receiver too, I actually think that he might actually see a reduced volume. Yeah, because they did add Elijah Moore. So you had more quality. Now you have three quality receivers and Cooper, Moore, and uh, Peoples-Jones. And you could say Cedric Tillman's pretty good. So um, you might yeah. you might see We're, like a, a minor regression potentially. Not 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 a whole lot, but you know I, I don't. He's think not going to he... have a, a a a Gary Barnage. You remember Gary Barnage? No, where where did he play? He played for the Browns. He was a oh, one year okay. wonder at the tight end position. Man, Gary Barnage. I know some of you guys out there remember Gary Barnage. I think it was like 2018 or 2017, sounds like. It feels like Gary Barnage was a stud. Just saw Jalen Warren off the board in our draft, Andy. That's the guy we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. See, he goes in that handcuff range with Tank Bigsby, Zach Charbonnet. I'm now taking Warren ahead of all those guys. I'll take Warren ahead of A.J. Dillon, Brian Robinson. I'll take Jalen Warren up with uh, in this range with Khalil Herbert. That's that's how much I've moved Jalen Warren up in my rankings. Very bullish on him. And I like the Steelers' offense uh, from a fantasy standpoint. I like it a lot, man. You know, what's interesting is I was I was considering uh, I was considering taking Daniel Jones as like a second QB, and uh, but then I realized that him and Fields have the same bye week, so I had to punt on that strategy. Who has the same bye week, Steve? Giants and uh, Bears. Oh, okay. That would even have nice, my quarterback. Nice one-two punch, but uh, I know there's some people that'll say, "Don't worry about the bye weeks." But I think where every point matters in these, I think it's could be make or break. Yeah, that's a fine line, right? You don't want to have no points for a position in one week. You know, they do stop the bye weeks in, uh, what is it, week 14 is the last week for bye weeks. And there's only two teams there, Arizona and Washington. So uh, the heaviest the heaviest bye week weeks are week seven, actually. Week seven is the heaviest <laughs> bye week week of the year with Carolina, Cincinnati, Dallas, Houston, New York Jets and Tennessee all on by that week. Oh, let's see. Things are boomeranging back our way here. Chicago's bye week, yeah, week 13 with Giants, uh, like you mentioned. Andy, who are, who, who are you guys playing week one? Who's Tampa playing? The Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
One, I think I think we could actually go in there and beat them. I think I'm going to buy some Baker Mayfield. I think if there's a a quarterback that I buy, yeah, that's obviously uh, for for playing for my home team. But I think that he could, with the confidence that he's built up now, you know, locked in the starting job and the weapons we have, and I think our defense is actually underrated at this point. Uh, with Todd Bowles still being a very aggressive, defensive-minded coach, we could potentially um, go into Minnesota and win. You know, uh, we could for- we could force some some turnovers. Uh, we could score points. We can come come out of there with a win. I think Baker Mayfield could have quite a bit of of hype, depending on how w- well he plays, you know, but he's got weapons. He's got separators there. He's got separators, even rookie Trey Palmer. Um, I, I saw a tweet today, Steve, that the rookie Sean Tucker is a late round draft pick guy, but his measurables are actually really solid. If you watch them, he's super thick. He kind of reminds me of a, of a Saquon light. Oh man, I was about to auto pick Look at this. 15 seconds. I caught it though. Rogers. Uh, I don't know how long I'll go chig. Think here for a second about who I'm going to draft. Where? What pick are we at? Uh, we are at one thirty-four. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and get Jared Goff. Put him with Amon Ra. Love it. And then we'll see what comes back around to us next time. Were you thinking uh, Rogers at all since you had Dalvin or? I was, yeah, I was actually, but then I saw Jared Goff there, and I was like, I'd rather have the Jared Goff Amon Ross stack. You know, can't blame you. The the, well, the I do I do I do see Dalvin getting you know probably get like thirty or something receptions or something with with Rogers that could be some fun upside stack there, but yeah, not as good as the the Goff. Amon Ra stack. Did you see? Um, I'll send you the link. If you remember, Andy, this was a card I was telling people to buy a little over a year ago. Uh, let me see if that link works for you. Maybe. You want me to remember back to a year ago? Uh, the link did not work. Let's let me see. Try. Oh, that took me to Discord. Yeah, I think I clicked the wrong thing. Let's try this. Wait, are we caught up in the chat over here? There we go. Oh yeah, look at that. The chat is it seems to be working in Streamyard. It must have just been a Streamyard issue. Yeah, I think there was definitely something going on. All right, another draft. Late six he's on pick one seventy two. Oh wow. There's just going way faster. I know. I feel like our draft is going super slow. 
All right, we got a snipe here during mid mid draft snipe. No, this is this is an auction that ended a few nights ago, but I just wanted to share it. Oh, okay. Let's see what we got here. My word, in, in honor of a guy that we love on the channel, and uh, you know, a guy that you just drafted, Andy. Showing the numbers. Boom. Ooh. Jared Goff, rookie ticket auto, 2016 contenders, PSA 10, $761, 66 bids, DC Sports 87. Honestly, that is not bad value at all. Someone, somebody I think has got upside buying that at the, you know, at that price. Thinking about the scarcity, but it's really a playoff. It's a playoff play. You're making a, when you make this type of purchase in Jared Goff, to me, you're making a, a longer term investment. You're making an investment for the seat, the, the season long um, upside of the Lions this year and ultimately for him to go to the playoffs, you know, because this is what his eighth year, seventh year in the NFL. So he doesn't drive the same FOMO as Desmond Ritter or, you know, Sam Howell kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and he's got a lot higher scarcity from 2016. And you combine a PSA 10 here, Steve. I think that's a great snipe somebody got. Yeah, the at the end of the day, there's just not a lot of rookie ticket autos in 2016. I mean, if you just genuinely scour eBay for a non-college rookie ticket auto, you're just not going to see many. Yeah, you're just not going to see many. Um, and and you can go and you know look at Dak or try and still try and find Michael Thomas. I don't. I don't know if you what what you think about Michael Thomas this this um, season, Steve. But some people I talk to are like, "Yeah, Michael Thomas is a great value, and he is going to to ball out with Derek Carr. He's going to be healthy." And I'm just like, "Man, he's played three games in the past three years. I haven't seen him do anything since 2019, kind of thing, you know." <laughs> um, so I, it's hard for me to go back to Michael right. Thomas. No, you, it's it's a it's a high risk, high reward thing. I mean, I know Lightstick's feeling this. He's got a lot of nice Michael Thomas rookies, um, and they they in what they could be value wise. There's a lot of room to grow on them, but people are going to need a lot of convincing that he's healthy and won't get hurt, like for the fourth year in a row. You know. Yeah, I, I can't imagine guys in like nano armor so they never get injured. <laughs> nano armor, hey, that sounds uh, like there's Maybe probably something out there. <laughs> Elon Musk, one of these days, watch, he's gonna make it. Yeah, it's just super expensive, right? It's probably in those uh, underground military research facilities where they're hiding the UFO equipment. Yeah, where you you it makes contact with your surface armor but not your body thus making you impervious to injury <laughs> yeah so like basically like a, a black panther suit yeah or something exactly <laughs> all right we're almost back on the clock steve taking it down to the end of the timer taking dj chark Andy's on yeah, the I think everybody in this draft is milking the clock. Uh, oh, all right. 
which one Steve potentially Steve you have uh, only one quarterback so I'm gonna go ahead and take Jordan Love nice he was one of my considerations here yeah I got him five picks past ADP love and love and life take another tight end Looking ahead, I'm going to have to do this now. What are you doing? Oh, you took Sam Howell. Okay. Phew. I didn't think you were going to take Jaden Reed because you already have six wide receiver. But when you said, I'm going to have to do this now, I was like, oh, he's going <laughs> to snipe me. No, if I, yeah, no, if I, if I ended up getting love there, I was going to go tight end as well for Green Bay. Uh, but, you know, that's the thing is, the reality with these drafts is, is you can have a plan going into it, but it needs to change. It needs to evolve as the draft goes on. There's just no way to say, these are the guys I'm going to get because it just won't happen. You know, what are the odds of every guy you want landing? It's just not realistic. Oh, yeah. You know, when it comes down to it at the end of the season, there's it's like 25 guys or so that really matter, right? You know? Uh, and, and I think you could kind of look at sports cards in a similar light. Um, although the great thing about sports cards is you've got more cycles to look forward to. If your guy doesn't hit this year, you know, you've got the um, the postseason cycle. Then you've got the free agency cycle. Then you've got the draft cycle at the end of April. Um, and then you've got once again the next year. You've got the whole training camp and preseason cycle again and rinse and repeat. So that's literally we just outlined like one, two, three, four, five, six. There's like six different periods throughout the year that you have opportunity to get out of a certain player's card. Right. You can find a little little hype for him and get out of it. Um, and it's especially depending on the scarcity of the card that you own that you have in your collection. Whereas in fantasy, when you, when you, when you bust a season, cause you drafted the wrong guys, man, you, you can be pretty much done. You can be pretty much cooked, you know, and that's it. You're done. You're out. Make one wrong decision in the playoffs of a seasonal league. You're done, man. The whole season, get to the playoffs, make one wrong decision. You're done. You know, the interesting thing about best ball, is aside from not having to set your rosters, there's another facet to that that not a lot of people take into consideration. And I can tell you that you've done it, I've done it, everyone listening that plays fantasy football has done it, and that is overmanage your own team. And what I mean by that is when it comes to setting your lineup game day, you know, you have your roster going into game day and then you overthink it and change your lineup and it ends up being the wrong decision. I know oh, you've done it. Got I know I've done it. You have the right roster set up because you had it all set up in advance, and then you start thinking emotionally right before kickoff. You get the little ESPN pregame, like, oh, so-and-so is looking explosive in warm-ups, and you're like, crap, better change my lineup. And it's like, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, man. Whatever your initial take on your lineup was, unless a guy gets hurt and you need to yank him out, usually your first instinct is going to be the best one. But with best ball, again, that takes that 
factor completely out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I what I learned is don't chase touchdowns, chase targets, you know, chase opportunity. Don't look at how many touchdowns the guy had last week. Look at the amount of opportunity he got on his team and mm-hmm. and get to understand how these coaching staffs um, operate. Who's calling the plays? How do they deploy personnel? What has their trend been? You know, and don't and, and yeah, and don't get cute. Put in the guy that's getting the most opportunity, regardless if there's another guy on the bench that got two, three touchdowns last week, but he typically hasn't got much opportunity all season. And you look at it and you're like, well, nobody else uh, uh, on the starters is injured there. So this was really a fluke, but a lot of people will, will gravitate towards that and say, no, this guy is going to do it again. Right. You know, and they, it's almost like making an impulse buy. And I've done that before too, you know, and only for a week later to be like, why did I do that? You know, and, and cause you bought like close to the guy's peak. So it's kind of like starting the guy, uh, you know, multiple weeks in a row when he's not a real starter in your fantasy league. And if you do that in the playoffs, then man, you just, you're cooked. That's it. You're done. You do that in cards. Well, you break even, you sell the card maybe for a small loss and you move on. You know, you still had, uh, you still have financial value in the card and, uh, and you got to, you know, have that card in your collection for a period of time. So there's all that kind of intrinsic value there as well. One thing, but I, think I would never, I would never quit playing fantasy, uh, just to, to do card. Like if I had to choose between the two. I wouldn't choose between the two, you know. Like I would never want to quit playing fantasy to do the other one full time. I don't I don't you would never have to do that. So Right, for sure. Maybe it's not even a valid qu- question, but <laughs> Andy's on the clock. All right. Whoa, whoa, there's Bijan. He's not on the he's not available right here. Uh, I'm just going to have to throw a flyer here. Uh, we're going to go Mechie. Got a couple quarterbacks. We're going to add to the wide receiver depth, seven, especially with Keenan Allen there as my wide receiver four. And Debo, too, with as many handoffs as he takes, man. They're, they're, you can already see they're going to do it again. You know, I've already seen Debo, I think, took, took a couple handoffs. Derek and uh, Bush Leaguers are going at it again. These guys, you guys bicker like uh, an old married couple. Try something different. Oh, I'm back on the clock. All right, let's see what you win. That screwed me up for a second there. My uh, my draft clock froze between picks. Deion Jackson. I had to refresh. All right, let's go. We're going to go R- RB here. 
Yeah, I like these picks. Oh, look at this. I like all these picks. Go ahead and take Ty Chandler with the Minnesota Vikings at pick 182. I am still a Ty Chandler believer. I am still not buying the fact that uh, Alexander Madison is going to get more than 50% of a workload. And I don't even know how long he's got. He's going to stay healthy. I feel like Alexander Madison's uh, got a little bit higher fragility rating in my book. And maybe that's just like my perception. I feel like he's been a ghost and I know he was dealing with uh, an undisclosed injury and uh, everybody is still, there's like, you know, a lot of people out there. He's kind of polarizing. A lot of people are, are in Alexander Madison camp. And I just, I don't know, man, I'm not there. I'm not there. Well, I mean, Madison is being drafted as like a fringe bell cow, which I think we're saying the same thing. I don't think he is. Yeah, I think he's just a committee back with upside. Like, uh, you know, not like a 60%, 60% volume and you know, maybe 30-20 or 40-10 for the other two guys. Derek is um... – Posting up his running back lineup from his draft. Bush Leaguer's got Eckler, Dobbins, and Kamara. <clears throat> and um, which, which, hey, that's solid. And then uh, Derek got Brees Hall, Jalen Warren, Samaje Pirine, Raheem Moser, Tyler Algier, Deont- and Deonta Foreman. Uh, so it sounds like he went with a zero RB approach when Brees Hall is your RB1, Jalen Warren's your RB2. But solid RBs for a zero RB approach. I'd be interested to hear what your wide receivers are. Yeah, see, he got Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and Brandon Ayuk. So he's got really strong receivers. J- Jacob must be in there with him, too. That's cool, man. I'm glad you guys all got in the draft uh, together in the other the other draft parallel draft Dion Jackson that is a slick pick Steve in round 16 16.1 pick 181 overall Dion Jackson if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play I mean Dion Jackson's going to get a massive workload him I would get some exposure to Evan Hall as like their little satellite back, like a Naheem Hines 2.0. Uh, but Deion Jackson's the primary rusher that you want there. Like Deion Jackson. And he's got he's got a pretty decent all-purpose skill set. Like Deion Jackson's not bad. No he Jonathan had Taylor, some, but he's not bad. He had some massive fantasy weeks uh, prior to getting hurt himself, actually, last year so. Uh, pending a trade, you know, he's not, he's the backup at the moment, but it does seem like a trade could be imminent potentially. So, uh, if that be the case, it's a slick pick at that ADP at that uh, draft position. Whereas if the trade does go through, you know, now he'll be being drafted and you could make the argument the top 100 somewhere in there. Yeah, interesting sleeper to pick up. 
if something happens to Jonathan Taylor to where he doesn't play. I don't know how many cards. He's a 2021 rookie. Here's a collegiate IMAC gold out of 10 rookie auto. Sick patch, $40. Buy it now. It's got 10 watchers, so you know this thing is going to move. I mean, this is like sick, sick card. A little bit of corner wear on that top right, but 40 bucks. He's a baller, man. Guy runs hard. It kind of matches his college uniform there. He's wearing a Duke jersey from Duke. It matches the um, uh, the Colts uniforms. You know what I'm saying? True that, true that. It doesn't look like he's got many cards. I think I've got just a second here. I'm going to go over to uh, tcdb.com. It's going to be an interesting sleeper play here late in the night. I'm always on the hunt for you guys. Make sure you hit that like button. And reminder. You got your pick coming up. What, you may wanna... is, it, is it mine? It's about to be. All right. Hold that thought. Let's go ahead and take our pick here. Big chicken auto picked. Here, what do you take? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We got five running backs. All right. Two quarterbacks, five running backs, seven wide receiver, two tight end. Uh, I think I'm just picking depth at this point. Like this Cordero Patterson really interests me here. These are my last two picks, so I got to be... Last two picks, make them count, Steve. I'm going to go with a couple couple of sleepers that are our favorite sleepers here. Are you going to double tap? Ooh, Jacob got... Jamar Chase, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Cortland Sutton. Sutton definitely moves up in ADP value. And Sutton gets definitely a larger... Did you pick, Steve? Oh, no, there he goes. Josh Palmer, Paris Campbell for his last two. Great, great pick in the final round there from Paris Campbell. I like that. I think a pretty... Pretty content with my team here. Pretty unique build. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. It's interesting. I might go with a Khalil Shakir here on Buffalo for my last pick. Yeah, I'm just going with uh, Shakir there. So I ended up with a 2682 build. Not, uh, not sure how optimal that is in in Derek's book but I think it looks pretty solid to me I think that's mostly what I've done this year switching between uh you know either uh six running backs and uh two tight ends or five and three depending on my depth at that position okay I see Dan O'Brien said, can you do mock drafts for that draft software? And where do I get the software? Underdog Fantasy. Um, this is basically like doing a mock draft. 
it's it's uh, just like doing a mock draft, but with skin in the game. So you're drafting against other sharp, sharp drafters, and you have a chance to win money at the end of the year. That's what this is, a paid mock draft, because you have no roster management uh, throughout the season. You don't have to worry about anything but the draft. So everybody um, is pretty sharp in this draft. It's the best way. Literally, this is the best way to improve your drafting skills. Just make sure you use that promo code Quest at sign up, and you'll get a hundred percent instant deposit bonus. You can sign up with as little as ten dollars too, Steve, and they'll give you a free ten dollars. Uh, and and you can get into. I think they have like they have twelve person uh, private best ball leagues as low as like three bucks, if I remember correctly. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and it's cool because if you're not looking for a, a tournament style, uh, you know, scenario, you can just play against nine other dudes. And I think the top two get paid out. Let's see the last few picks are. Uh, how do you feel about McCole Hardman? I know he plays a different role than Corey Davis, but I'm sure you heard the Corey Davis news. Yeah. Uh, injury? No, he retired. Like, abruptly. Corey Davis retired? Yeah, age 28. He was... I blame, for, he I was, blame fanatics. He was ready to start the year as the wide receiver, too, uh, in fact, and he decided to retire. They didn't really give, like, a wow. full-on reason, but... Huh. Said he wanted yeah, to take man. time away from from the sport. Okay. Well, you know, he is a first-round draft guy that never really panned out, and then he had that one good year that led to a decent contract. I'm surprised, though, he decides to retire this year when you get Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback <laughs> he's had. You know? It's, and it's then you decide to retire? Weird. Yeah, no, it's interesting because he, when he's not injured, right, seems to play really well. But I don't know. doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. He was presumably healthy. All right, guys. Uh, enjoyed this draft. Uh, Steve, looks like you guys definitely enjoyed your draft over there. Plenty of, of banter and fun um enjoy the stream tonight steve uh reminder our auction sniper article drops tomorrow morning at 7 a.m for all of our patreon members where i write up do a deep dive on one player and pick a handful probably more like 10 to 12 uh, specific listings with all the data and analytical um evidence on what price points you should target specific cards at so check that out and uh, Steve and I will definitely be back next week, breaking down everything from preseason week three. Uh, we got a, a box break of luminance coming this weekend, uh, Saturday night. I've got my, uh, I've got a couple fantasy drafts going down. We got a dynasty startup and a seasonal super flex. Steve, we got those drafts going down Saturday night. So I think I'll probably just be right back here Saturday night and. Uh, and we'll be back on we'll be back on stream and, and talking fantasy football and football cards, Steve. I appreciate for you, brother. The, uh, for the for the sleeper drafts, is that the second then? Is that the what? You said Saturday. Is that 
this Saturday or the following Saturday? Yeah, this Saturday. This Saturday? The 26th. Yeah, two days. Superflex Chrome. The Superflex Chrome seasonal redraft. All right. So you and I uh, you and I can hook up in the chat. And uh, yeah, go go ahead. You guys go hop into Discord, man. I'm going to retire. It's way, way too late for me. I've been staying up every night uh, way too late. Uh, I, I would love to, but I'd, I'd be in much better shape uh, this weekend. But you guys go ahead and hop in there. Have fun. And uh, we'll see you in that next one. Peace. Night, everybody. Peace.